Welcome to the Pro Cheerleading Podcast, hosted by Makiba and Brittany, two former NFL cheerleaders discussing hot topics in the pro cheerleading industry and revealing the truth behind the palms. Happy Sunday. Sunday. Sunday, fun day, bun day. <laughs> I wonder if the Seahawks have won yet. They have won. Okay, good. They were kind of killing them. I'm wearing my Seahawks jersey that's got my favorite number on it. Luckily, nobody plays in it because that's my number. <laughs> and it says, Makiba. Of course, I'm going to show you my butt. <laughs> Stick it up. <laughs> so, this is our, I kind of just like made the title up. Do you like it? Change. No, I said I love it. Oh, okay, Yeah, good. I love that song. It's called Change Clothes. Change Clothes. That song Clothes. with Jay-Z and Pharrell, right? And I watched the whole music video. That's the fun part about going back and digging up these songs is like, I have to watch the music video because, you know, you just have to. But I forgot that he did the whole, like, runway theme and, like, fashion week and the kick-ass girl that comes out at the end. And Is that know. Naomi Campbell? Yeah, it was Naomi Campbell, but it was also, like, this, I don't know what the runway model was, but there was a lady who kind of was, like, punk rockish, and she's, like, snarling. I guess they kicked the girl's butt. Do you remember this video? I watched it a little bit this morning, oh, okay. but I didn't finish it. But I saw Naomi, and I was like, oh, yeah. Towards the so end cool. of the fashion show, the rougher models, like, kick the fufu models' butts and oh. someone take over at the end, so it's kind of funny. So aggressive. I know. <laughs> <laughs> we had a little bit of cheer chat for you guys yes. for that episode, and why is it called Change Clothes? Because we interview Laurel. We should have asked her, how do you say her last name? Canchilla? Canchilla. 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 Laurel is... Very dear to us. She is the one and only person who's behind our beautiful uniforms while we were on Seagulls, and she still works with the Seahawks dancers to this day. But she's a one-woman show, and she just handmade every outfit that we've ever worn. So we love Laurel. And Brittany, this was Brittany's wonderful idea, I think, to interview her. Was it? Yeah. I don't even remember. It was. <laughs> well, when we first started the podcast, she reached out and was like, I love the podcast. Like, keep it up. And I was like oh my gosh, like we have to interview Laurel because a lot of teams, there's nothing wrong with it, but a lot of teams buy from like Dallas wear or the lineup, you know, they basically manufacture the items and send it over. But Laurel hand makes all of our items. She comes to our practice. Mm -hmm. She measures us. She pins the items. She yeah. rhinestones them with crystals by hand. So she's just a very unique addition to the Seahawks organization. Yeah. And I thought it'd be really cool to get her background and take just on doing all that she's done for the Seagulls and Seahawk dancers. For so. so long too, like several years and just we can't wait to share that episode with you, but we do have cheer chat first. Yeah, so what are okay. we talking about? <laughs> well, I don't know if everybody was as excited as I was. I mean, I'm we're still trying to feel out this whole Jay-Z NFL partnership, but when I saw the announcement of J-Lo and Shakira performing for halftime, I was like, well, you know what? Maybe this is good because obviously their music is incredible and the dancing's going to be incredible. And we just saw... I acted like the strippers. movie was called Strippers. It's not called <laughs> Strippers. It was we, so good. I liked it. Did yeah, you like it? I liked it. It wasn't what I expected. But we watched the movie Hustlers, and then you're just completely reminded of J-Lo's bad ass ass body. I mean, jeez. Oh Did you see that she says that she doesn't smoke, smoke alcohol? Whoa, where is my brain? She doesn't drink alcohol. <laughs> because, you know, in terms of her skin and why it's just so impeccable and everything. Anyway, J-Lo's amazing. Shakira's amazing. And I think it'll be a pretty dope halftime show. I'm excited for it. I mean, honestly, you know, depending on who's playing, that's kind of the reason why I watch Super Bowl anyways. Mm, so mm -hmm. I'm excited to see them, and I can't wait. Yeah. People who are upset just need to be quiet because I think... Who's upset and why? Just 
I don't know, there was some rock person from Twisted Sister who was tweeting, like, there's so much rock music played in NFL, but we never get a halftime performance and, you know, not taken away from J-Lo and Shakira, but kind of like, we what are only us? used for like Thursday night football and yeah, the whole what about us thing, so. I mean, oh, they can get over it. But. Well, Twisted Sister hasn't been around forever, so get over it. I mean, is that that Snyder guy? What's his name? I forget his name. But I the guy it. with the big blonde hair and I do not remember. This was on Twitter, so I don't recall. But I do think that it will be a very entertaining halftime show. Having so many dancers and please incorporate the cheerleaders. They never do. I know. I'm salty about our Super Bowl experience that they didn't <laughs> ask us to come and dance with freaking Bruno Mars, whatever. That's fine. We got to watch the Katy Perry, though. So Left Shark was right there with us. I mean, true. It's going to be dope. I think, I mean, it'd be great if we went, but it's in Miami. Like, it can't get any better than that. Like, period. Warmth, nightlife, just a great city. So. They probably will use the Miami Dolphins cheerleaders, maybe. True. Which we're going to talk more about them. We were looking at it just before we went live, but mm -hmm. basically they have like crazy production and these reality type based videos about just their process of auditions and mm -hmm. um, game day. So they're definitely kind of like bringing it. I know. It's definitely worth checking out, you guys. So take a peek. What else are we talking about? Well, the um, Indoor Football League, right? Yes. The Arizona Sidewinders. That's right. Um, Oscar Hernandez choreographs for them. I mean, he choreographs for so many people, but he seems directly linked to them. Yeah, I think that's his team. Is yeah. it Sidewinders or Sidewinders? Something like that. Sidewinders, Sidewinders. <laughs> um, but, yeah, they won an award from the Indoor Football League for their as the best dance team. And we were just thinking, like, how cool would that be if there was – some form of awards or recognition for NFL or NBA or the other leagues that we're still trying to cover more so in the podcast, but we can do it. I mean, why can't we have our own award show? <laughs> we <laughs> well, we just interviewed somebody too that we'll reveal at a later date, but they were talking about the battle at the beach where um, it was kind of like America Ninja Warrior and like Survivor where they would invite select mm -hmm. cheer teams like NFL cheer teams to come and like compete. And it was like a big sponsored fun event and like that would be so cool too. Yeah, I'm so sad easy. that they kind of took away that opportunity. Yeah. But well, or just any kind of like dance off showcase, something where there's a bunch of performances. We have judges like putting up numbers, like feedback, kind of like dancing with the stars ish. That would be super that cool. That would be kind of cool. I mean, we could be the judge, but and then how about the team that wins gets to be incorporated into the Super Bowl performance? That would be bomb. That's what we're doing. Okay, period. That's it. <laughs> Hoping that and be, wishing and dreaming. That would be really cool, though. But when you think about it, for pro cheerleading, like, there isn't really a body that oversees all of pro cheerleading. I mean, not like we're anything like that, but we're trying to at least cover enough of it so people can see how talented and amazing different teams are. And it would be nice to have some sort of recognition that meant something. But people would be like, okay, thanks for deciding that we're, like, the best <laughs> dance team. What does that mean? I don't know. What would they get as a gift? Or as a prize. A sweatshirt. Pro Cheerleading Podcast sweatshirt. I know, Brittany's rocking our sweatshirt. I know, I couldn't find We're, my jersey. Oh, what's this Pro Cheerleading Podcast on the back? <laughs> I'm not going to um, do it. Not going to do it. <laughs> but we are getting our merch game together. That's going to come. We've got to work on it uh, when the season breaks for us. But merch is coming, and hopefully that'll be a good enough prize for somebody to get some kind of award. But congratulations to that team for obviously having a bomb director and bringing it all season long. So... Yeah, and then some kind of sad news is another Ugh. team's been 
kind of a lim- well not kind of it's been removed eliminated this is we going international some, yeah i was gonna say we talked to some international teams with like london bridge and uh, we had a bonus episode where we talked to other european teams who have cheerleaders mm-hmm. so i guess the german football? german basketball club. i'm way off <laughs> they had cheerleaders yeah the german basketball club and apparently they won like competition or maybe it was a similar award for being the best dance team for that basketball league, but they decided that in today's day and age that they're no longer, what did they say? No longer appropriate or something Mm -hmm. along those lines. And they completely got rid of their dance team. And I tweeted about it. And there's a lot of people who are upset about it. Like I I had to translate tweets so I could actually read and see what everybody was saying. And there's actually a lot of overwhelming support for the women. Like this makes no sense. And a few people who agreed with the decision, but I just thought it was interesting that people think they're looking at the U.S. or they were commenting about the U.S. And like, if you were going to decide whether to get rid of the dancers or not, it would have been nice if you at least added guys. That was like one of the comments that I kept seeing that they thought that before getting rid of everybody that you would try adding men to see if it would be better, like look at the U.S. And so I was thinking to myself, like, is that kind of like the thought process? Like everybody was on the chopping block and then it was like, oh, you know, at the time you have the Rams and you have the Saints that were getting good buzz, good publicity. And so then they decided instead of getting rid of it because of all this bad press, we'll get good press by making it co-ed. But that's what a lot of them were actually saying. So mm-hmm. it was just sad, though. They're picking up on, I mean, it, it, we are a community, whether we realize it or not. And it's international in scope. It's not just the U.S. that does pro cheerleading, guys. And the trends that we're seeing here are moving across the dang on globe. So the good and the bad. Yeah. It's sad. Yeah. If you are listening in <laughs> Germany and you're part of the Alba cheerleaders, we'd love to talk to you. I mean, I think we have to kind of unite and care about what's happening in our space and offer support. So we're really sorry to hear about that because that's just your job eliminated. And if other teams in that league or that, you know, it's basketball clubs, I forget how international basketball works, but mm-hmm. you don't want to see that kind of like ripple effect taking off over there. So we got to fight for our industry, man. Yeah, so that go is a retweet the article that you wrote and yeah. comment. And this Wednesday, we're going to have our Change Clothes episode going live. So yes. that's exciting. Yes. Anything else? Um, Any kind of like thing we want to reveal? Maybe like our one year anniversary party? Okay, let's get their thoughts because yes, we are coming up you guys on a one year anniversary on Halloween. That's when we launched with, oh my God, it made (laughs) me think of our, that was not the title of the episode, but I was like, this is Halloween. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's not what it was called. Nightmare on Cheer Street. That's yep. what it was called. But that's when we launched and we had three of our episodes. Of this is how, no, this is why we do it. Can I get my life together? This is why we do it. What was our second one? <laughs> Shut up and dance. Yes. And boys just want to have fun. Yeah. Yes, those were our that's three what episodes. it was called. We need to do something to celebrate. And so Brittany and I have been trying to put our heads together as to how we could celebrate this amazing year with you guys. And obviously we're in Seattle, like, whoa, all the way up in the corner. But we're thinking of having some little party. We want to hear, like, what you guys are thinking would be an appropriate way to celebrate. I don't know. we got to do something. Yeah, it would be fun. I don't know if it's a Halloween party or maybe just make it more about, like, the podcast or what. But we're really excited to come on a year. It it feels like we've been doing this for so long, but I still don't know what I'm doing. I don't know about you, but Um, we're we're still still figuring it out. We're still learning. 
we just appreciate you guys and would love to incorporate you guys in the celebration any way we can. So yeah. definitely send your ideas our way. Yes, we'll indeed. Consider it because we don't know what we're doing <laughs> yet again. We're not here. We are going to go into like event planning and nobody's going to show up. <laughs> but whatever. We're going to do our best and we want to bring you into it as well, like Brittany said. So anything else, let us know. We can always like add it on before Wednesday, but we're excited to share this very special episode with Laurel with you. Change clothes. And we'll see you. <laughs> And that's all she wrote. No, No, I'm kidding. We will see you on the other side. Happy Sunday. Bye, Bye guys. Laurel! (laughs) How are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you guys? We're so good. We're really excited that you have done so well with this. Yeah. I think it's great. You you reached out right at the beginning. You were like, I love the podcast. And I was like, oh my gosh, Laurel's listening. (laughs) (laughs) I found it and I was like, I listened to it over and over again for about three days in a row. And so I had heard all of that year. And I'm sorry to say I haven't really listened to it since. I'm not that really into podcasts. Right. Or I get into them and then I listen a lot and then I stop and I get distracted easily. Same. <laughs> it's easy to overdose on things. I'm the same way. I can be really into something and then kind of OD on it. Yeah, and then <laughs> kind of fade out. Yeah. So I thought it sounded fun. So I'm glad to participate and I thank you for inviting me. Yes, I've always wanted to know your like background story and what led you to be <laughs> seagulls so I'm really excited to get it just really fate it just worked that way a long time ago they used a woman named Ethel Anderson to help with their uniforms and she worked at the wrap and so when Sherry was looking for someone new she started calling around to theaters and she got a hold of me and I thought it sounded interesting so I think for about a year and a half, we met off and on till she finally asked me to do it on a day where I came home from work. The day started so badly and I just said, okay, everybody knows what to do. I'm going home. I can't take it anymore. I'll be back later, maybe. <laughs> and when I got home, the phone rang and it was Sherry. And she said, well, if you want to do this, you need to start in two weeks. So that's how it all got started. Where were you working when Sherry? I was working at the Fifth Avenue Theater. I was running their wardrobe department. Oh, got you. And was your background in just like, I don't even know the technical term, but like, did you always have a background in terms of costumes and design? Well, I started sewing when I was about eight. And always took sewing classes and knew that I eventually wanted to do something that involved that. And then I took drama in high school and determined that the stage was not really the place for me, that I could use my other skills. And so started doing this and worked in theater a lot and got to see enough to see that I did not want to be a theatrical designer because it was too time-consuming. I mean, it takes your entire life of devotion to that if that's what you want to do. 
but I continued to work in theater. <laughs> you didn't think Seagulls was like that too? <laughs> um, well, there is a period of time during the year when it is like that, yes, but just kind of happened at a good time for me. Yeah, I figured you were with the beginning, like <laughs> somehow you and Sherry connected before you even started with us. I was like, Sherry probably brought her in from the very get-go when she got director, so that's crazy. She worked with several people before I came in, and we just kind of hit it off as far as I really see my job with her or with whoever is the head of it to interpret what they want and turn it into a real thing. So I have to kind of find out a lot about what they like and what kind of a look they're going for and come up with something that meets the needs of them as far as what it looks like and for the dancers as far as what it feels like to move in and it rained on it yeah. <laughs> how it moves on your body and whether it does what you need it to do or not and sometimes it's kind of hard to pry that information out of people in fittings but that's sort of what I'm trying to do that's my goal Right. Yeah. So when you started with the Seagulls, did you kind of start fresh with like a brand new look and outfit? And how did that go about? Or were you kind of building on what they already had? The first year was sort of a trial year. They knew they were moving into the new stadium and changing the look for that. And so the first year, I just tried to build copies of what they already had. Unfortunately, I didn't have any patterns or information or anything, so it was kind of flying blind, but we managed to get through that year. And then over the course of the next year, I started taking the one-piece white outfit that they had incarnations of over the year and came up with a version of that that I just thought worked better for me, would be easier to fit on people and just kind of took care of some things that in the iteration I'd worked with before, I didn't find very comfortable. It was a one piece and it didn't have a lot of places to adjust the sizing. And I wanted to put more variables in it because my previous experience had been, and my mentor was a person who was very conscious of fit. And that really was the root of my training and what I'd learned to do, or at least pay attention to. So if I'm thinking of the right one, you could have some major camel toe going on if, <laughs> <laughs> if you don't have the right fit that would work with your body to allow you to adjust. Yeah. If you know what I mean. <laughs> yes. No, I do know. And it's hard with a short, especially, I found to get a non camel toe fit that looks good and still is tight and moves right and keeps covering your butt the whole time you're dancing and, you know, all those things that it needs to do. I mean, you single-handedly, like, designed and made uniforms every year for, like, 30-plus girls. That's really impressive, Laurel. Do you realize yeah. that, how, like, that's so unimaginable yeah. for a lot of people? Yes, I do. Yes, I do, because, <laughs> <laughs> yes, any of the years that I've done a piece for the whole team, and some years it's been 
you know, a whole set of pieces for the whole team. It's, um, it's a lot of work and it takes a lot of time. I have a friend who describes me as the most optimistic person she knows because I always say, oh yeah, I can get it done. You always got it Working. done. I don't know how you did it. We need to know your secrets. I don't really have any secrets. It's just work hard, find some really good people to help you and just kind of plow through it. We were really excited about sharing with our listeners just, you know, kind of the process because, you know, here we all work probably like a full day or went to school. We're coming to practice, you know, from 630 to whatever time at night. And at the end of practice, sometimes, if not like before practice, here comes Laurel with her cart of things for us to try on for fitting. So, I mean, the amount of hours that you put in around our crazy hours was really, really, I mean, it says a lot about your work ethic because you were having to wait sometimes for us to finish practice. And I would feel so bad because it's like, we're not done yet. Well, we would hope that sometimes you showing up would mean that our practice would end. <laughs> I would hope that it would mean that too. And it didn't always, which was not always the most fun, but sometimes it was the most time I got to myself that day. So in that case, it wasn't really a bad thing. Getting home late, especially after they moved to Renton. Right. Because when the commute got twice as long all of a sudden. What was your so. favorite part of working with the Seahawks? I mean, I know you still do some work, so I don't mean to make it sound past tense. We're the ones that are past tense. But <laughs> what was your favorite part of working with pro cheerleaders? I really enjoyed that it was a kind of a flexible and family and interested in helping you do your work in a way that worked for you type organization or at least that was the relationship I had with Sherry and sometimes she'd need to change something at the last minute and I was okay with that and sometimes I needed to change something at the last minute and she just rolled with that and that's one of the things that made it worthwhile to do that right mutual yeah. respect probably an understanding of like there's life and we all have to do things in life besides whatever it is we're doing for the Seahawks. Right. <laughs> so on the whole, I found it fun because Sherry was always great at making sure that you guys were always respectful of me. And I always told her, I don't care if they like me, they just have to be nice to me. Oh, <laughs> well, I loved when you came through. You're yeah. probably like, this girl's weird, but I just loved, you know, you never hit me with a pin, even though I was afraid you were gonna. And like, <laughs> You were very careful and just very professional, and it was a pleasure to see you at practice. So, but Sherry definitely did say that. She was like, you know, Laurel's awesome. She's been with us forever. You know, show her the respect because she is working super hard on your uniforms. Yeah. So she did reiterate that for sure. Yes, and I always appreciated that, and it was very rare, but if I ever kind of butted heads with anyone or ran into anything like that, I could let her know, and the problem was stopped right away. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know if the other side of the problem was as happy with that resolution as I was, but... True, there's definitely that, on the team, you know, you have to deal with that. They think they're getting some custom look when it's like, it is custom, but we all need to look the same, you know? Yeah. What was yeah. the yeah. that happened? Like, because I just remember some of the fittings, and I think 
the uniforms were already very sexy and not too revealing, but revealing enough. And I just would overhear sometimes people like wanting things to be, I don't know if they wanted it looser, tighter, shorter, like, I don't know what. Every, every different thing that um, anyone could want, people want. And I would try and, you know, give people what they wanted within the range of still making it look like everyone else. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I really have enjoyed is that there was never like just one body type that Sherry would pick. It was a variety of shapes and sizes of people. And I always felt like that was really one of the most positive things about working with you guys. Mm-hmm. And everybody was always really well spoken and knew what they were doing and what they were there for. And So that was a great thing to work with. Yeah, and I think that was something that, like, we appreciated because of the variety of body types and not having, like, a one-size-fits-all type look. You get to have something that splatters your body, and that really means a lot when you're out there performing and dancing and and wanting to feel comfortable in what you're wearing. And I just think having a tailor-made outfit is really, I mean, it's a big deal. It's unique, too. (laughs) I think across the NFL, a lot of times they just kind of buy them from a supplier, and it's like, here's small, medium, large, buy, you know what I mean? So to have a custom. Well, and I think it helps make everybody feel special too, mm-hmm. that you're getting this extra thing right. for being a part of the team. Having your name sewn into it was always super exciting to see and definitely made it extra special. This is just for you. <laughs> Seeing my last name in like a uniform was probably my rookie year was probably when it really sinks in that you are part of something very special because it's here's your specially made outfit. That's nice to hear. I've just had experiences prior to that where people would grab an outfit and put it on and it wouldn't be theirs. And all of a sudden I was getting yelled at for something not fitting correctly. And I'd say, well, did you look at the name in this? And then they'd look and the name is in the back. (laughs) Please look and see if it's yours. Oh, it's not. Yeah. (laughs) So I try to make sure that that's in there and everybody sees it. And just because it is made for you, it's yours. And sometimes it fits someone else and that's great. But they're all the same and you're all crazy changing in the dressing room or something. And it's easy for stuff to get mixed up. Oh, yeah. Very true. (laughs) But you know if you put on the wrong thing, that's for darn sure. You can't just... Uh, yeah, I yeah. think so. Was there ever so a that you were like, what is going on? Like, I don't enjoy making this, or it doesn't make sense, or why are they picking these colors? Did you ever have that kind of situation? No, not really. Not as far as the colors. After we made come up with a new set of things and been using it for a while, everybody knew who came to the team knew what they were getting. True. And... I think just because it was sparkly and new and made for them, that made it exciting. Ooh, speaking of sparkles, can you talk about, so our new Glamour uniform, well, not new, but it was new, I don't know how many years ago, but the new Glamour uniforms and the gazillions of rhinestones that were on them, can you just describe for people? Because I think at the time that we debuted that uniform, I think it was pretty Mm -hmm in the league in terms of the numbers of rhinestones but can you just talk about yes there were a lot of rhinestones and there are a lot of rhinestones on the new iteration we did this year too 
Well, when we started working on those, Sherry said, just make it as blingy as possible. <laughs> and so I tried to kind of use some nods to the past and using colors I could find that represented the Seahawks and looked for where they needed the uniforms. And in the case of the ones we did that year, I looked for places where we could put a lot of rhinestones on parts we could reuse, like the cuffs and the collars, those got taken off and put on a new person's outfit every year. Oh, so Okay, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I think you need to explain, too, how these rhinestones are placed, because I don't think people understand, like, when we had the repair kit where if a rhinestone's missing, you had to replace it. How do you heat them up or hear them, Laurel? <laughs> well... I use heat set rhinestones from Swarovski that have a glue on the back that's activated with heat. And because they're on something stretchy that you're moving around in a lot, you have to use a lot of heat because otherwise they'll pop off when you move because you're applying something that's stiff and solid to something that's stretchy and going around someone's body and stuff. So it's not its general inclination to stay on that when you're moving with it. So I use an alcohol burner to get them really hot. And it, this was especially important in the early years. And over the years, Swarovski has improved the glue that they're using. So it's a little easier now, but you still have to put some thought into it. Like if they're on a woven fabric, you can just kind of iron them on or something because it's not going to get stretched around and dislodge them. But when they're on something that's stretchy and getting danced in a lot, then you have to really pay attention to how you're getting them adhered. Use like a lighter or a candle light yes. to heat them up. Yeah. And tweezers to stick them. So I thought you were probably doing the 3000 for each uniform <laughs> by candlelight. I just envisioned you at home, you know. Like That's how I first started. And then I saw in one of these alcohol burners, it's like a science project thing oh. and went, Oh, that looks easier. <laughs> that looks like a better way to do it. Here, let's get one of those. Wow. And sort of kind of like a cross between a Bunsen burner and a old kerosene lantern. Wow. That's still so intense. I can't believe you did that. I haven't told the story yet on the podcast in great detail, but when we got robbed in Italy and you had to make yes. additional uniforms, so it was almost like you had a full team with the rookies that came on the next year and then the returning team after they had their uniform stolen, you had to replace all of those. I found out about that from my cousin who was living in Italy at the time on one of the army bases that you were supposed to go to with her husband who was in the army. Oh. And I got this text one morning when I woke up and she said, did you hear what happened to the seagulls on the USO tour? And I said, no, I know nothing about this. Oh, so no. that was sort of my first introduction to what had happened was through her. So I had a little previous knowledge before Sherry let me know what had happened. That was kind of exciting because that was also the year I moved. And we moved in May right when I was starting. So I kind of got them cut out and started at our old house. And then I had to move everything 
and set up the sewing room really fast at the new house so I could get back to work. I would be like, oh my gosh, I was so stressed out, or like, that was the worst season ever, but you're like, it was exciting. You're so awesome. Oh, <laughs> uh, I don't know. It was kind of nervous-making, but it was just a thing that happened that had to get dealt with. That's what we did. Yeah. And fortunately, I had a person who helped me with the collars when we first did those uniforms, and we made all new collars for them. And she was available again to rhinestone the collars. So that took a huge load off. For sure. Gosh. Which part of the uniform had the most rhinestones? The cuffs or the... Collars, probably. Collar has the most. The sides of the navy blue pants had a lot. Yes. Yes, they did. Yeah. yeah. Those had a lot of rhinestones. Those navy blue pants. I And I really appreciated Sherry's vision or your vision, whoever's it was. Because like mm-hmm. sometimes for the primetime games when we're on TV and you just wouldn't really see anything but our you you know you see our boots or our pants right and then when when you kind of lit them up with the rhinestones it finally gave it something beautiful to look at in the background when you're watching the game and you're like trying to spot somebody but it was really cool to see those they really lit up yeah well, that's really really pretty that's fun that's good to know <laughs> i liked those i liked that pant cuz it had a lot of sparkle and glam Yeah. And same with our belts. But it is no more, sadly. I know. know. You recycled. Didn't make the cut. Didn't make the cut? (laughs) Is that what you said? (laughs) Said it sounds like you kind of have to recycle certain items too, right? So even though those pants are no longer in rotation, they were put to good use, right? Or I mean I don't know what happened to all of that. I just know that on a lot of the, we took a lot of the sets of cuffs off the old glamour white top mm-hmm. because that green rhinestone that we use has been discontinued by Swarovski. And I had some left over from ones I bought when we did have to replace all the ones that were stolen. Right. But mostly I spent about three days heating those up with my iron and then picking the rhinestones off so that I could stick them on to the new outfits. Wow. The new tops that I made this year mostly have recycled rhinestones off them. Got it. Did you cry? I would have cried. (laughs) You know how much work put in? Well, I did feel like it was kind of ironic that I spent all that time putting them on and now I was taking them off. Right. But... Again, it's just kind of part of the job. What was your favorite uniform design? I really liked the white outfit that we had before the Glamour uniform. It was a sportier outfit, but it was still sparkly. And I feel like people were more comfortable in it when I was fitting it on them. But we were ready for something new at that point. Yeah, because those uniforms, they had like the sea sailor vibe to it. Is that the one you're talking about? They had like the bib and the... Yeah, they had the little white cap sleeves. Yeah. I don't know. It was simple, but it worked. That was one where I felt like I put more of myself into the design because I just got a phone call from Sharing saying that marketing wanted us to switch to a two-piece white uniform and she wasn't sure what she wanted and so I kind of played with some things and put that together. In each of them I've tried to take some things 
from the old ones that can go on to the new one that just sort of represents it a little bit. And I don't even know where all those ideas came from long ago, but I just feel like you need to kind of carry a little of the old over into the new one. Because I think that was one of the things we were excited to talk to you about was just, there's just so many changes and, you know, the word evolution is thrown around, but I think Brittany and I have kind of struggled with wanting to hold on to some aspects of tradition, right? I mean, we're trying to embrace some of these changes, but it's a little hard. But I mean, even thinking of the uniforms, I think it's a beautiful thing to have a theme of carrying over some aspect of tradition into each new iteration. And I know it's not easy to do, but it's something that I can really respect that it's the attempt to do it because, you know, it's just out of respect for like the history of the program, right? To like have some continuity in a way of representing what we're all about. Yeah. And I think it's just helpful to see some things that you recognize used in a new way on the new uniforms so that you recognize them for what they are, that they are a uniform of a certain team. But, you know, it's easy to tell it's being used in a different way and has a different look, but it's still got some of the same feeling to it, some of the same shapes. It's harder with a team like the Seahawks that doesn't have a super strong theme to it, like some of the teams with animal names or something that you have kind of a guideline for what you're trying to represent. Not that you're making an animal suit or anything, but, you know, you have just something to go on. Right. And the Seahawks, short of making something out of feathers, some wacky bird outfit, you know, (laughs) that was one of the first things that I grappled with when I did the first designs for moving into the new stadium. You kind of got that with our fur vests. The the fur that we had around our necks were kind of feather-esque but not exactly, and I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, Sherry found those. Yeah. That was Sherry's idea, and faux fur is not really my best medium. But you were excited, So right? I was, didn't, didn't bother me at all not to be making those. <laughs> right. <laughs> that is awesome. So now that you mention that, we did see the new uh, navy tops mm-hmm. um, that the girls wore with the skirts one game. Mm-hmm. That was so... Now that you mention it, when I was looking at the back of them, I was like, oh, but it totally reminds me of the one that you like, the sailor-looking uniform, it's, just like that same picture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Really nice. It's the same, and the same back that the glamour top, white top had, without the bib, but right? um, just without the collar. Mm-hmm. Hey. So it still has that little thing to it, but we wanted to cover up the front a little more and make it a little more comfortable for some people to wear was starting to feel like in that last season before we made the change that it needed to be kind of rejiggered so that it was more wearable for everyone Mm. because some girls weren't as comfortable in it and everybody seemed to appreciate that this year when they put it on. There were a few people that wanted it to be a little lower, but (laughs) we were trying to avoid that was one of the things that was part of remaking that. And then, of course, they made the adjustments to the whole team Mm -hmm. and wanted a really new look. And that was all done so quickly and 
Well, and um, what's interesting too, I mean, I don't know what you thought, Laurel. I don't know if you were, I'm sure you were probably like, yeah, I knew. But um, with the glamour uniforms, and I don't know if other, other dancers on other teams do this, but I thought like the old glamour uniform, yes, it was, you know, where your chest area might have been exposed a little bit. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. a little cleavage, but I think if like people didn't alter the uniform by putting chicken cutlets and socks and <laughs> stuff in their bra tops with a bunch of stuff to give the extra baba boom, I'm part of the itty bitty titty committee. That's what I call it. But <laughs> but I think for people who might have been, you know, truly there are people who are bustier that it makes it maybe a little less comfortable but I thought you always tried to like lock us in yeah for sure but there were people who definitely like added to the uniform in a way that made it probably over exaggerated and I it makes me a little sad yeah I think that happened not as much as it did in the early years the first few years I did this I would get everything back at the end of the year they would Robin would collect it up and bring it back to me to pick up and then I would go through them all and make repairs if they needed it and touch up the rhinestones and stuff for the next year. And it was always kind of shocking to see how much stuff some people had sewn inside the bras inside them. Oh, so they actually sewed I would joke that it was like everybody was creating a flotation safety device (laughs) from the uniform. But that's what some people need to do to feel comfortable. I always felt like it wasn't really necessary because they got chosen for the squad based on the way they looked, and they were all different shapes and sizes, and some girls were really busty and some girls were not, and, you know, some people like that look of a buster girl and some people don't, so Mm -hmm. there's something different for everyone to enjoy, I guess, but um, I would say... You don't need that in there if it's not right there on you. And so they should have just left it alone, really. Yeah. Well, I almost feel like yeah. over-exaggerated look that now everyone's saying like they need to cover up more or hold them in more, where maybe there was actually nothing wrong with how it was initially designed and it just... Yeah, that it's frustrating because once I let go of them you guys have them and whatever you do to them is what's going to happen to them. Yeah. And I have no control over that. True. Yeah. You can't make it for a size B and then they're turning it into double Bs every game. <laughs> that would be a good locker talk is to be like the craziest thing you got back, you know, with like green sleeves or something. You're oh, like, how the no. heck did you do that? Like, how did you change this item so severely? She's like, what? <laughs> there was always some kind of fascinating laundry mishap when I first started, we never dealt with self-tanner. People oh. actually, you know, before there was so much knowledge about the harsh effects of the sun's ultraviolet rays on your skin. And so I appreciate the self-tanner, and I'm glad that people aren't harming or endangering themselves to get that look. But <laughs> a chemistry experiment, there is whatever is in the fabric, and then there's everybody's own personal body chemistry and then mix in the deodorant or whatever chemistry of the spray tan and you get lots of different colors because I'm sure to get the tan color they mix a lot of other colors to get that brown tan feeling and so you get one person who's white uniform 
was all covered with red dots and someone else's would be blue dots and <laughs> it just depended on what they ate that week I guess right <laughs> so um it's just their own personal chemistry and getting that out of that synthet nylon lycra fabric never really worked out well Right. And then there was some weird blue something on the field that people would get all over their white pants. Oh, yeah. That's the paint from the field right. being dry. Yeah. In the end zones. Yeah. And that didn't really come out well either. But the good thing is that from a distance, a lot of that didn't show. Right. I mean, it's not so great when you're seeing people up close. And there were people that had things remade for another season if they'd worn them for a couple of seasons and they got a little icky. Right. (laughs) (laughs) What do you think? It's like the trend toward like more athletic style of uniforms. I like some of it. I like a lot of it. But a lot of it lacks that sense of there being something special about it. It's so much the same. Now, this year, I've noticed a lot of people have things that look a lot the same. Yeah, we've noticed it, too. A lot of bodysuits and things that are like, you can tell the same maker has made all of those. It's manufactured by Mm -hmm. a factory, really. It's not handmade like your stuff. Or just like the color blocking. Like, you might as well just have like a uniform for the entire NFL or NBA and everybody just swaps out colors. I almost can't believe it. Like it's cool to have like a new design or fresh design that's popular, but we, you know, there's just no distinction really between teams. And it's, I'm actually like shocked. If I were running a team, I would probably be like, we're going a completely different direction just because I don't want my team to stand out and be unique. And I'm just like, is it all going away and moving toward this like super athletic? I know everybody is really conscientious of the Me Too movement and the effects of that on anything that has to do with looks and especially looks of women. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's good in a lot of ways that some of those things are changing, but I think that there are more creative ways to do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think, again, I don't know when I want to speak for Brittany, but just like the idea of altering the way that the women dress as a way of avoiding like a Me Too situation, it just seems like it's not being, I won't say ass, it's not being pushed on any other group of women. You know, like I don't see actresses now in their movies wearing more turtlenecks as they act because of Me Too. You know what I mean? So it's just yeah. like, some I reason- think it's kind of an easy fix that some people are thinking that they can move towards. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, it's a knee-jerk reaction. I think there are other ways to do that, but I think between the various lawsuits and things that teams are being extra sensitive to it. Right. Yeah. This is something they feel like solves the problem a little bit yeah. so that maybe so that they can't respond to some girls that feel like they're not treated well and might say is this because we're just the girls yeah and no no we've got boys on this team too now and we're treating them bad too (laughs) shots fired by laurel (laughs) no but you're right i mean it's not a solution to at least what was going on with me too by any means Mm -hmm. and like i mean we've been talking for a couple seasons now but i just i love hearing the different perspectives of people just because 
there's just a lot of ripple effects. And I know that you probably get direction and aren't part of the conversations, but I just think people make well-informed decisions. I think having perspective from a designer such as yourself, it might just influence maybe a different outcome if people hear about some of the, well, from one, the people who are wearing it, right? And then, you know, people who are designing it and just kind of like coming together collaboratively with a solution that works, that takes everything into account. Mm-hmm. Be nice. Yeah. yes I agree with all of that but I think it's great that there's guys on the team and that squads are welcoming to guys trying out what I really appreciated when I looked at the collage of pictures that you sent me of the different uniforms I really liked it when they had a uniform that looked like it was made, like they didn't just get some things from the team store and put it on the guys. Right. They actually had something that looked like it was specific only to the guys on the dance team. Right. And that made them more a part of the team than there's just some guys they threw in. Yeah, I agree. Totally, because otherwise they can look like people from like a street team or something if it's very... Yeah. Yeah, totally agree. What else did you think of the deck that we sent? Did you have a favorite other than us? No. (laughs) Well, I noticed you had several past years of seagulls. I didn't see any current pictures of them there. Right, we were waiting for the uniform to be unveiled for so long. So yeah, by that time, yeah. That was a while coming. (laughs) But it was interesting to see how many looked the same. Mm-hmm. And I loved seeing all the variations of the Christmas Santa dress right. that everybody had their own variation of that yeah. kind of cracked me up. <laughs> I really liked the one that had that like the clam digger length pants with it and the top. Oh, was that the Patriots? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> they had a red top with some white trim and then those red pants with the white trim at the bottom. Yeah. And that one keeps me up. But um, I saw things that were interesting. One team had a dress that I really liked. And that was, it was white and blue, I think. It had insects down the side. Oh, we'll have to go back and refresh. Maybe the Panthers? Maybe. Yeah. I'm not as up on what everybody has anymore. (laughs) Yeah, that's why we were curious. I was like, we should just send Laurel to fresh out the runway deck and just, um, because it might be too hard to keep up with what 28 different teams or 26 teams have for uniforms. Because I know after our Glamour uniform debuted, you definitely saw other teams picking up on some Mm -hmm. of those themes and and their uniforms. Uh When we made those uniforms, when we were kind of deciding, working out different things on them and I'd make an example of one thing and then we'd change it a little bit and we were getting to the final look for them and we were talking about them and I told Sherry, you know, I don't really care if the fans like them. I want them to wear them to pro and have all the other girls be jealous. Okay, Laurel. <laughs> I love it. And they were. We wore those to our first PRO, and they they loved it. And yeah. we're just so sparkly that it was unlike any other uniform there. Honestly, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, it was part of my goal in doing it. Make something that you guys felt 
really glamorous and good wearing and that other people would look at you and go, I want to wear that. Yeah, yeah. you did so. it well, seriously, because they just sparkle so much. They look so beautiful in pictures. That was just a uniform that it says, I am somebody. Like, I'm yep. special. I'm here to perform. I'm here to do something, you know? And mm-hmm. Yeah, that is true. And then I find that some of them look fine when the people wearing them are standing still in them, but that they move really weird when they dance. Very and true. can take a dance that people have worked weeks on to perfect and make it look really sloppy on the field in spite of the fact that the dancers are all doing, uh, working really hard and doing a great job. It just sort of takes away from a uniform that moves well with them. Yeah, that is so true. And you end up seeing it in, you know, we all look at our pictures every week, right? That make the game day cut. Mm-hmm. But um, but you can see that in, in some photos where it's just kind of like, it ruins the beautiful picture of like a dance move when you're- It's distracting. Yeah. yeah. Well, you did so good, Laurel. And I think you're a podcaster, like you're in. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed it. Thank you for asking me. Oh my gosh, anytime. Thank you. Fun Fun to see you both and fun to kind of reminisce about all those years. I know. It doesn't feel like it was as many years as it was, but it was. No, no, but it's always, like you said, nice to reminisce and I have very fond memories. I mean, when we get our alone time with you, I mean, it sounds kind of creepy now that I say it, but like, <laughs> we're like happy. <laughs> but it was just our own, like our only opportunity to interact with you unless we came out to your house to do certain things. And like you said, it's like family. So we appreciate being able to. It is, it is. And it was fun for me too, because you guys were all really interesting, neat people. Everybody had such different backgrounds and experiences that was fun for me to listen to and find out about what you were doing and why you were there yeah and this is not something I would ever do in a million years (laughs) (laughs) well we should get to know you a little bit better are you up for some drop it like it's hot questions or do you have a good locker talk why not Go ahead. Take her out for drinks, I think. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Are you ready? I don't drink, though. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, coffee or Coca-Cola, maybe. Yeah. There you go. (laughs) Okay. So this is just rapid fire questions. All right. What is your spirit country? So not a spirit animal, but what spirit country are you and why? The Netherlands. Oh. Because family roots there and beautiful and very liberal in a lot of ways Mm -hmm. and I just like it okay I like all the water and the flowers and it's just a beautiful place okay all right who's your favorite Disney princess Cinderella I knew you were gonna say that Laurel (laughs) (laughs) um let's see what's your favorite plant so I know you garden roses roses Roses. Let's see. If you could travel back in time, what period would you go to? Oh, I don't know about that. (laughs) You wouldn't go back at all? (laughs) I don't think so. I mean, I like historic melodrama 
and drama kind of things on TV. I love Downton Abbey. I love Upstairs, Downstairs, all that stuff. But what if I really think, do I want to live like that? The right. answer is pretty much no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have a good one. If you were arrested with no explanation, what would your friends and family assume you had done? They would assume that it was a parking infraction. <laughs> Okay, perfect. <laughs> That's one bad parking infraction. Um, um, well, you know, I've actually been arrested for a bad parking infraction. So, you know, <laughs> that's why they would assume that. Wait, what? What happened? You're a badass, Laurel. <laughs> this is about a million and a half years ago when I was working as an usher at the Fifth Avenue Theater. We parked in this lot. And someone must have stolen the money that I paid in because when my friend and I that were carpooling got out to the car at like midnight, they had barreled our car. And so I actually had a old crappy pair of wire cutters in the glove compartment. So we spent like 20 minutes chewing the stupid wire to get this barrel off. (laughs) and um, finally we got it off and the whole time it was kind of a sketchy area and there was this bum in a telephone booth the whole time but he didn't really do anything so we didn't worry about it too much but it turns out that someone had threatened to firebomb the building next to that parking lot Mm. earlier and he was an undercover policeman oh so he watched us the whole time we did this (laughs) <laughs> and so as soon as he got the barrel off he gets up and he comes over and flashes his badge and fortunately they didn't take us in or anything but we did have to go into court and explain ourselves and when the judge was reading the officer's description of what had happened he had to circle his chair around so he was facing the wall and we could tell he was laughing <laughs> so that's my life of fun there oh my god that's amazing I love it that's like locker talk and drop it like it's hot all in one <laughs> that's yeah, awesome. not my proudest moment but you know we're proud of you it hasn't happened since <laughs> that's an awesome story oh my gosh well we seriously are so grateful for your time tonight Laurel thank you so much You are so welcome. I really appreciate you having me. And it was fun to get to go on about my thoughts about all your awesome experience. Like, thank you for everything that you've done for us over the years. I mean, it's not like a (laughs) end of the year banquet type opportunity to tell you, but you touched so many women on the team. And so on behalf of all of them, we'll just say big fat thank you. (laughs) Yeah, we love you, Laurel. Thank you. I appreciate it because that's really what I want to do when I do this. That's the part that makes it gratifying for me too. So thank you. <laughs> Anytime. Well, we'll talk soon. And yeah. we need to go out for that Coca-Cola. Like a... <laughs> <laughs> <Bye>. <laughs> oh my gosh. I just love Laurel so much. Me too. I almost hate that it's audio because just seeing her face, it just made me smile the whole time. 
She's just so sweet. I know she loves Disneyland. We would talk about that all the time. Uh I don't know. I actually didn't really know her background. That's why it was so amazing that we got the opportunity to interview her. I know. And just to think of, like, what an accomplishment to know that you, you know, for several years, 30-plus women, not the same each year. I mean, just what a – I mean, hopefully we were fun to work with. She sounds like she liked us. (laughs) But just to be able to say that you personalized – costumes or outfits or uniforms for that many people for those many years like it's really an accomplishment and I don't know who else is out there in the NFL or NBA that are doing what Laurel does but I just think it's a pretty unique profession so kudos to her man it was great to talk to her more totally like how many other teams do that I think it's a lot of and there's nothing wrong with that either but there's plenty of companies who provide you know, kind of stock uniforms, one size yeah. fits all, like we talked about, small, medium, large, and Laurel's out there with her torch, heating up gems. Like, can I just say that I would have burned my whole life down? I mean... I don't have the patience for that. I struggled. Every time bringing that repair kit home and trying to replace tweezers and heat, like putting it over a candle, and like, it would stress me the absolute hell out. And I would hate bringing things to her because it's like shoot you know you know she has so much going on but you just felt like so well taken care of by Laurel which is why she's just super special to us so I'm glad we got to share her with everyone else totally and check out the fresh off the runway episode we talk a lot more about uniforms so check that out yeah you'll see a lot of trends and a lot of new uniforms that debuted this season look a lot like some of those uniforms that are in that deck so I mean We'll see. I mean, but I would say everybody just who's listening that gives a rat's butt, but try to just think outside the box a little. Like, I would be inspired to try to come up with something very, very unique that is more of a statement piece. You know what I'm saying? Like, statement costume or statement uniform that nobody else has, and there's nothing like it. Well, kind of like what Laura was saying, too, like, the teams that have that unique opportunity to really theme out their uniforms, they should really be capitalizing on that, too, I think. Yeah. I mean, the one that comes to mind are, like, the Bengals and the Panthers because they were able to... Animal print, really. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, the one thing I do wish with the Seahawks is, like, the... I don't even know if it's, like, feathers, but kind of like that tribal-ish looking arrow Mm -hmm. business. Like, I wish we could have had that incorporated into, like, a a sporty look uniform if we were going to have one or something that really played off of that would look really cool but yeah keep it really unique guys that's what I would love to see next year's like new uniforms that are that don't look like anybody else's uniforms yeah bring it we'll be talking about it I know right everybody's (laughs) on the glow in the dark uniform we get it like Monday night football it's Thursday night football somebody's going to be glowing in the dark but I think it'll be interesting to keep watching who does what so I'm Mm. excited to see yes 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 well did you love her locker talk story? Shit. I did. I'm sorry. I know. We had locker talk. We had drop it like it's hot. We had everything oh combined. Oh, my gosh. I can't imagine her little self getting arrested, but love it. <laughs> and, you know, you guys, I think the biggest compliment, we've been really pushing Patreon, but just tell a friend about our podcast. Like, to yeah. me, that's the biggest compliment and just push it out there. Like, everybody knows a dancer or a cheerleader. Just send us their way. Come on. Like, let's spread the yeah. word and let's put it out Share there. Share it on Facebook a yeah. little bit. Yeah. We have an Instagram. We have Twitter, Facebook, yeah. Patreon. What else do we got? Our own website. I mean, I come on. I know. We're it, legit. We are. We are. Too <laughs> legit to quit. <laughs> okay. We're going to Oakland. We got to get our Oakland stuff together. I know they don't want to just be repping up MC Hammer, but right. yes, we're going. And P.S. I know everybody has their favorite podcast app that they're listening on but just make sure you hit the subscribe button you might come and know where to find us every week but 
hit the subscribe button as well. That means something in podcast industry land. (laughs) (laughs) But thanks again for listening. Until next time. Keep your eyes on the sidelines. Woo! Woo!